Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes to Playbook, where we bring our coaches' insights directly to our community. And Coach B, um, it feels like it feels like we've taken off, but we've just been doing a pretty good job of uh, of batching up some content. And um, this one actually came from a community member. This this whole overall concept. And, oh, uh, nice. It was it was a question that I was like, you know what? I think it's almost better off taking this subject and uh, and topic and, and taking it to a conversation with B because. Um, one, I think that, you know, this is really the purpose of our podcast, mm. but also, um, it's something that I just, I feel like you and I, not to pump our tires too much, but I feel like we do a decently job. You, you more so than me, because I've learned, um, really just by watching what you do and, and how you act when it comes to relationship building. And, um, it's something where I was like, you know what, let me just line up a couple questions that I have personally to kind of get some context into how you think about this. And um, right before we hopped on for the recording, I, I kind of mentioned to you, I was like, you know what? You might do this like instinctually and you might do yeah. this like, naturally now, but um, there's a point in your life where you had to learn it and you had to um, reflect and realize that these ta- tactics almost sounds like a bad way to say it, but yeah. you realize that the way that you were acting became effective over time with developing relationships with people. And so, um, you know, that's, that's really what we want to kind of uh, jam on today when it comes to um, starting, building, nurturing, maintaining relationships over a long time. Um, you know, I think, I think you and I have done a great job of that, right? There's, there's a lot of people I met in 2021, you know, beginning of this NFT craze and digital collectible craze that, you know, I've kind of lost touch with and not because yeah. we, you know, anything happened, but um, what's interesting to me about relationships is a lot of it is choice, right? Making mm. a choice to show up, making a choice to reach out and uh, doing that consistently and nurturing that relationship over time is, is a choice. And that there's a lot of that that we'll, we'll touch on today. But um, when I bring up the word relationship, you know, like what comes to mind for you? Like, is there, um, is there certain types of relationships that come to mind and, and maybe um, I'll shoot it over to you for, for that question. I think, um, the first thing that stands out in my mind and when you say the word relationship is connection and that connection is powerful. Um, the connection is meaningful um, from the standpoint that so- human beings are social beings, right? Like we crave connection. We right. crave being next to um, somebody else. Um, and it, it, I think it's an inherent desire, like where it's a communal type feel or tribalism type feel where, um, human beings truly crave relationships and that human connection and that human bond. Um, so connection is the word that kind of stands out to me at the beginning. Um, but every time, like if you dive deeper into it, because as everybody knows, I work with teams, right? And so uh, the connection between a team is extremely important to reach whatever goals that the team has set forth, right? right. If there's connection, it can show directly in the performance and directly in their play. So connection is a large part of it, and the relationships that are being built are really important. But the biggest thing that comes out comes into my mind when I start to dive a little bit deeper is, is what's the purpose of the relationship, right? What is the value of the relationship? Um, because there's different ways to look at different relationships, whether it be with a teammate, whether it be with a family member, whether it be a coworker, whether it be somebody that you're trying to network with. Um, oftentimes, we can look at relationships as being uh, transactional you know, or versus transformational. And to define that a little bit more, like a transactional relationship, the way you look at it is like, what am I going to get out of this relationship? How is this going to benefit me? Whereas the way I look at transformational is how can I influence somebody else to benefit them, right? Right. And I think 
the the relationships that you and I have been able to create and nurture and foster in, the, in those kind of connections um, are truly transformational uh, because I think we realize that it's not about us, right? So that, like the things that we're trying to garner aren't necessarily about us. We're trying to help other people. And in turn, the more people that we can try to help, the more people that we can influence, I think it only benefits, it, it comes back to us, but I think it benefits everybody in the long run. And so I think that's what, you know, it comes down to is like, what do you value within the relationship you're trying to create? Um, if you value it at all, like I think some people go through life and they just have a relationship or have a connection with somebody and never ever really sit back and think about like, what is the purpose of this relationship right now? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I think, you know, you bring up a lot of great points and I think, you know, the, the purpose is, is an interesting one because um, sometimes you don't know, you know, like yeah. um, sometimes you, you connect with somebody and I'm thinking, I don't know why my mind just went to, there's a guy that I was trying to connect with over the last, you know, probably like six months or so. He's a, he's a digital advertiser. He has a podcast. Um, you know, just somebody that, you know, in my spare time, I'm like, I listen to this guy's podcast and I pick up some insights. I'm like, Hey, you know, maybe I should try to reach out to this guy. And just, you know, I didn't, you know, in my head, I was just like, I would like to just have um, a little bit deeper of insight into um, what he does and things like that. But I didn't really have anything in mind. I reached out to him, didn't hear back right on Instagram DMs. <laughs> and then I did something, I think it was maybe a story. I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, I think I, uh, I think I messaged him on a story and got like a like back. I was just like, Okay, it's it's something. something. I started scrolling through his Instagram feed and I saw, you know, I sent you and Ben the book. But I got that DJ Khaled, The Keys to Life oh, yeah. book. Or, you know, so I got this book. I'm scrolling through his feed. I see that he has this book too. And he he posted about it and I just posted about it. And I was just like, oh shit, this is like a, it's like a cool way for me to to kind of make a, a little bit more of a splash. And so I took a picture of my book and sent it to him. And I was just like, hey, hey dude, just got this book too. Look forward okay. to reading it. I just saw that it's one of your favorites in, in your feed. And then we started talking. And I was just like, wow. okay, I think it's, it's, um, you know, part of it is, I, I guess I didn't really have a purpose, but then as I started to kind of dive a little bit deeper, I was just like, you know what? I think this guy could be beneficial for my clients. If I can understand his insights, his experience, and, um, if there's ways that I can be of value to him too. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper here. And when I found that connection point, uh, you know, something that he wants to talk about, you know, all these yeah. things I learned about and how to win friends and influence people, yep. Dale Carnegie. Right. And, and so I, I kind of like found this purpose. I was like, no, I like I, I think I need to connect with this guy because it'll be beneficial for, you know, all the, the agency work I'm doing. And then that led me to kind of be motivated to go find something that I could connect with him on. And then, dude, now we talk. And it was yeah. just like that one little thing. Um and so, you know, part of the conversation today too is um it's also like how deep you want to get, right? If yeah. I just messaged him and I was just like, hey, dude, you know, like be cool to connect or, hey, can I pick your brain or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't get a DM back, but because I took this extra step to go figure out something that he cared about and and message him on it, I think it just opens up the opportunity for him to feel like, okay, you know, this this might be somebody worth meeting or there, there's something here, or at least gives me the opportunity to kind of present this idea that maybe we can connect on a few topics. Um, but but be your, you know, your, your relationship definition and, and, um, everything you mentioned, something I'm curious on is, you know, do you have like certain values? Are there certain like things that, um, before you get to know somebody and before, you know, the connection is really there that you kind of have instilled that one allows you to connect with other people, but also maybe allows people to kind of trust you a little bit more to be like, Oh, 
okay, this guy, you know, this is somebody that I can trust and I can kind of open up a little bit to, to understand, you know, see if there's a relationship or a friendship here. Um, are there values like that, that you kind of, that come to mind for you? Yeah. And I would have never thought about these without you kind of prefacing like what we're going to talk about today. But um, I think it's, it's something that I have um, in my office and it's something that I, you know, it's, it's kind of like what my why is, is I right. want to be able to have a positive impact on every single person that I meet. And that's my purpose. Uh, it kind of drives my why of like helping everybody, you know, be, try to become the best version of themselves, but truly being positive and truly understanding that I have the ability to, um, to impact and influence, I think drives every relationship that I try to build and try to create and try to nurture is, um, it's not about me. It's about the other person. And I think that's something I also gathered from Dale Carnegie too, is, I remember this statement and it sticks on my head is the, the sweetest sound that anybody could ever hear is their, is their name. Their name. Yep. Yeah. And so when you can talk to an athlete or talk to a person and say their name, you know, they, that instantly kind of let, lets them perk up a little bit or it lights them up a little you bit. Know, you know, what's interesting is you're just making me reflect now that, that that's a principle that I've learned. Um, and it really stuck with me because I just remember it, we were like, we were coming up with these marketing campaigns. And of course, like it's so natural now, like, email, text yep. message campaigns. Like now it's like personalized tokens. They, they have these things. But um, when I'm in group chats and I'm in like, you know, a Telegram or Discord, I, I started realizing that when I want to go join the conversation, I say somebody's name and then I send you a message. Yeah. You know, like, yep. and I think it like, I, I was doing it just naturally, but now I'm realizing that I think it perks people up to be like, oh, it does. Like, like I'm ready to, to take what you're about to say in, right? But like, I'll literally say their name, send the message, and then I'll follow up and throw the message yeah. that I wanted to say, right? And I'm realizing now that I think it's it's a it's a great not a it feels bad take tactic, but it's a great tactic to get somebody's attention, right? Yeah. And to get them to realize that hey, I'm about to say something to you, and and you know I want to start a conversation with you. And so I, I think that that part of Dale Carnegie's book is is so spot on. And if you just met somebody for the first time at like a dinner party or an event, and then ten minutes later you come find them again, and they say your name like that feels pretty good for somebody, yeah, because right? it. it Felt, it, it felt like they cared enough to. It, that's that's the word. That's the word. It makes you feel like they care, right? And I think that's at the, at the end of the day, any kind of relationship um, is about value. Like, how can I make somebody else feel valued? Yep. Right. And if I can make that person feel valued, then I can get them to do whatever you know, whatever it is that I'm going to ask them to do. Like the way I look at it is, like my job as a coach, right? It, you know, I work with athletes. If you don't know, and they don't necessarily. Not every single athlete wants to train. They want to play their sport, mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes if they come to the weight room, they're like, you know, they, they may resist it. They might not want to do it. So I've realized that part of my coaching style is I have to get, I basically have to get other people to do things that they didn't think that they could do or that they don't want to do, right? Because not everybody always wants to go to the gym and get uncomfortable. They'd rather play their sport, right? Playing your sport is way more fun. Right. Than, than yeah, working out. absolutely. So... Well, what you're talking on, I think, is is a level of understanding so that you can figure out how to motivate them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the first, it, it almost feels awkward for me when I talk about principles from how to win friends and influence people, because I think people are turned off by the influence tag, right? Um, when you say, like, this is a tactic I use, or this is something that I do, like, I use their name, I talk about what they want to talk about, I make them feel significant, it feels like a little bit like to somebody could feel like manipulation of like, Hey, I'm just well, doing this to, to do this. But if you realize that these are, 
I mean, the conversation you and I had right before we hopped on talking about how connection, feeling valued, all these things were human nature, like universally human nature. Yes. We would be silly not to use these tactics. If our goal was to have a good positive impact and to connect with somebody, we would want to use their names. We would want to talk about what they yes. want to talk about. We would want to make them feel significant, right? So I think um, it's funny because the first thing we should have talked about in this podcast is everybody should read How to Win Friends and Influence. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That's, that's we, the I think we've mentioned enough times and you should. Yeah. So I think- when, It's so true. It's, it it's all stems from, psycholo- from psychology and from sociology. Yeah. Right. And sociology and psychology are like understanding of of a society and connections, but also like your brain and your mental. Yeah. It's... So just being able to understand those types of things are extremely powerful. But I think what happens is some people often resist these these tips or these lessons that may come from a book, right? Um, because they're because somebody may interpret it as being as being told as this is how you should lead your life. Like, no, it's not telling you how you should lead your right. life. Right. It's giving you information that you can try to apply in whatever sense that you want to it's apply. Principles. Yeah, that's it. It's it's like principle. It's they're just basic principles. And if you can look at it that from that perspective and from that angle, you can use them however you see fit. But right. but they work. Yes. Well, it's like you mentioned, it's science. It's it's yes. it's literally the way that we're wired. And these principles, I mean, they I remember people like ask me, what's what's your favorite sales book? How to win friends and influence. What's your favorite marketing book? How to win friends and influence. What's your favorite book on how to network with people? How to win friends and influence people. Right? And so these principles are so applicable to um, you know, what what somebody might deem or relate to success in their life. And um what's amazing is anybody could do these principles. Like it's not a, you know, you have to get on the phone and call a thousand people and try to get this many prospects and leads. And it's like, no, like anybody could take these principles, like read the book and then the, the following week start to live by some of these principles and um one of the topics that you know you brought up before that i think is a really interesting one and, and something that you know you kind of hinted to a little bit but uh, a transactional relationship versus a transformational and you know i wanted to i want to hear a little bit more from your end i think that you know in the position that you're in as a as a performance coach a lot of it is transformational relationships you're you're looking out for their best interest you know it's, it's not like um it's not like, I guess potentially you could get paid more and maybe you could find more opportunities if, if they are performing high, but like, that's not what drives you and, and your why. I think a lot of it comes from wanting to make that impact, like you mentioned. So mm. um, what what's wrong with a transactional relationship? In my eyes, I think a transactional uh, relationship isn't sustainable, right? right? Because at some point that relationship, and again, this is just my opinion, Right. Um, it will go sour because there's no foundation for, for it to last for an extended period of time. Whereas a transformational relationship is built on a foundation of oftentimes caring, right? Because you got to care first, a relationship. Right. And then hopefully second, if you've cared enough and you've shown enough uh, of the relationship mutually, there should be built up trust. Yeah. Right. And so that trust and that care factor, um, inherently qualitative quality, you know, qualities, um, should allow the relationship to continue to last through, you know, bad moments, bad times, negative things, adversity. Uh, I think those are the important things. And if you look at a transactional relationship, it's like oftentimes, what am I getting out of this relationship? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about me rather than a transformational relationship is often about the other person. Right. right. And that can be, it could be your spouse. It could be your significant other. It could be your teammates. It could be a relationship that you have with a boss, relationship that you have with a coach. Um, 
I've seen a lot of these relationships oftentimes like with with like with a coach if there isn't if there's no trust and there's no care and they just look at them from a performance standpoint the relationship like it's going to go sour at some point right and the relationships that last are the ones where you know it, what they often talk about it's they're they're a player's coach right like they often right right they they, they truly care about them what it's not it's you can call it whatever you want to in my opinion it's just there there's a mutual trust factor and there's a mutual care factor that they care more about them than rather than what what can you do for me i think that's the biggest like those are the two biggest things trust is um i, I think without trust there almost is no relationship yes, or it can only be defined as transactional at that point right mm-hmm. and um something that you mentioned that i think is huge in the in the trust category is um when there is adversity and like when there are things that are um, maybe pushed up against it, that mm. that transactional relationship, I think will just <laughs> it's just like dissolve, right? Dissolves, it's, it's gone. Yeah. But if there's a high level of care, there's trust, and you know, what do we mean by trust? I think that the trust factor for like a relationship could be almost like opening up and saying, hey, like this is something that's been bothering me, and I want to I want to share with you because like let's maybe try to find a, a way forward versus. You know, if something else doesn't work out, there's not that care and trust there. It'll just be like, hey, like I, I don't trust that you're going to be the person that's going to be able to help me fix this, and mm. and they might just walk away or they might yeah. detach from it, right? So, I think that that's, I think trust is incredibly significant in the relationship, you know, conversation, um, and then care, like you mentioned, like you know, what is it? You know, we th- we talk about incentives. You know, am I incentivized to take an action because it's going to benefit me right now, and you know, who cares about the future? Or am I going to be motivated to care because this is something that um, I would benefit from a long time in addition to you know potentially making a positive impact? But something that um, kind of just jogged in my head is you know, we're wired this way for some reason, right? Like you, we have this feel-good feeling, you know, when we help others, when we're mm. when we can make an impact. Like there's a reason for that, right? And it goes back to what you talked about when it comes to like the science aspect of um, building relationships. there's a reason, you know, when you work out, you feel that way. And then when Mm -hmm. you don't work out, you feel that way, right? Like there's, there's these certain chemicals that are released and, and, and you're wired in a way that, um, that should make you feel better over time. You know, I think when people give, when they donate money, when they, they volunteer, when they, when they spend time talking to somebody who needs somebody to talk, you know, there's, there's a reason why that feels good. Right. And I think, um, the care aspect allows you to get to that point where you can kind of start building this habit and realizing that this is something that is important to you, thus having purpose mm-hmm. for it over time, right? Um, so it's the ability that, of like being selfless, right? It's like yeah, selflessness feeling versus being selfish, right? Like that's well, that's another way to think about it too. Kind of giving, you know, not giving up, but you know, realizing that there's a give and take aspect yes. to the relationship, yeah. and um, you know, it, it'll kind of ebb and flow from. You know, maybe maybe I need you more than you need yes. me this week. But then, you know, the next couple of weeks I got you, right? It kind of ebb mm-hmm. and flows based on that relationship, but we both kind of trust and care to to keep it going. Um, something else that you mentioned is um the empathy aspect. And mm. something that I think has been critical for me in, in relationship building is um ability to kind of put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And like before mm. actually I don't remember. Maybe this was before the call or maybe it was in the beginning, but you, you, you mentioned to me um sometimes it's hard to connect or sometimes it's hard for somebody else to connect with you from like yeah. a different age demographic. You know, like your kids versus your athletes versus your friends and family that are yeah. closer to your age. And something that I've 
really kind of used as a as kind of like a core principle for myself is like have this ability to be open minded to be in somebody else's mm-hmm. shoes and see it from their angle. Yes. Before yeah. you like before you make a huge like confrontation or before you judge somebody, you know, to to be able to take that angle and then continue to understand because I think that that's um, one that's it's a, it's a huge trust builder to realize mm-hmm. that somebody can understand you and see your perspective. But to me, it's it's led to finding solutions much faster than mm. you know, kind of like head on solutions. going right at it. It's like it's kind of like a, let's let me take a moment, see it from their shoes. If I can't see that perspective, then I need to ask a couple questions and, and understand a little bit more, right? Um, so I think that that's another thing that that came to mind for me. But you know, the last kind of bullet point that we have here is you know maybe our expectations of other people can be too high, yeah. lead to poor experiences, and then um, you know I think that that. That's one that I've certainly learned over time, and and you know, there's always this, um, there's always this metaphor of like the dog perspective, right? Like, you come home, he's happy. You you leave him, come back, he's happy. You know, like yeah. it's almost like they're always gonna have this level of happiness, and they might you know have anxiety or separation anxiety, but um, it's almost like they they're easy to forget uh, some of the stuff, and yeah. they're right back to feeling positive, and it's maybe it's not extremely realistic for a human to feel like that all the time. But I think there is something there that makes you want to think, you know, maybe I should not sweat some of this stuff and, mm-hmm. and just realize that I want to have good experiences. And, um, you know, what's that quote? Like try to be like goldfish from Ted Lasso, like yes, out of five second right. memory. Right. So it's like, if something happens, you know, be easy to, to, to let it go, but, um, you know, kind of get back to, to what can make you feel good. Um, but there's this expectation factor that we control. Right. Yes. Having a very, very high expectation of somebody, if they don't, you know, hit that mark, then maybe you view them in a, in a negative way. But maybe that's not the best way to think about it. So I'm kind of curious what you think about, you know, that kind of uh, that topic. Yeah, the expectations of others, I think, can sometimes strengthen a relationship or kill a relationship, right? Because there's always going to be like when you're in a relationship and you have high expectations of the other person and they don't come through, they, this often leads to this feeling of disappointment. Right. Right. And what is it? And then you got to start to realize like, what's the disappointment in? Is it the disappointment in the person or is it disappointment in what what the task was? What happened? And yeah. it's like, yeah, and it's often like there's a principle that I always kind of go by like with coaching is is we always want to coach effort, right? We're not going to coach the result. Right. right. And we when we can coach the effort, we can – um we can help the person try to build some positive habits and we're coaching the process rather than the outcome. Right. And it's, it's, it's trying to understand the relationship from that perspective is if I'm going to say something to you, it's my own opinion, my perspective, but it's never about you as a human being. It's about the effort that you're giving. Right. Right. You know, and then trying to create uh, a, a positive relationship from that standpoint and get them to understand what is my expectation relationship and what is their expectation relationship. But I think, Oftentimes that could be cleared up if it's clearly defined, right? Yes. Like, like the first day, like a new athlete comes into the gym, like we, we do, we call it orientation, like literally like this, we sit down in the office and we talk about, here's my expectations. Here's what, it, here's their standards. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our non-negotiables. Do you have any questions? <laughs> no. And, and, it, but that's, it allows open dialogue so that yeah. I coach them and I talk to them. They understand what I'm trying to do. Like I tell them flat out, like my job is to help you become the best version of yourself. Sometimes I'll love you up. Sometimes I'll give you a kick in the ass. Sometimes I'll, um, 
I'll push you and challenge you, but like, just understand, like, that's what I'm trying to do at the end of the day. And sometimes, oftentimes when we have these expectations of others and they're not met, it's because there's no communication, right? Yeah. So there's, if there's poorly, if there's no communication, then there's no connection. And if there's no, well, connection, there's really no relationship. That, uh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I think because there's loss of trust and, and that yeah. communication aspect, but something that you mentioned that, you know, I'm going, going back to like when I was a coach, we learned these things, you know, studying coaches like Bill Belichick, you know, yeah. top paid athletes in the world, highest stage of the world. And all he said is, I'm going to show them like what their job is. And then I'm just going to hold them, you know, to, to doing their job at a high level. Right. So exactly what you said, clearly define what it is that we're asking yes. them. And then, and then it's your effort levels to, you know, we would say, do your job. And this, we would say, do your jobs at a high level. And then that was it. Like that was the two-step process. It. Understand what we're asking of you and then do it to the best of your ability. And that's the, that's all, like, that's the expectation, right? Mm. I think what's really interesting is you talked about communication and it's something that, you know, we just learned over time that we could clearly communicate, but that doesn't mean that it was effectively reaching uh, it was a 12-year-old kid, yeah. right? It may not be heard. And not just because like they weren't paying attention, didn't hear, but because the way that we were explaining it did not connect for them to realize that this is what we were asking of them. And then through that loss of, you know, so we talked about, I just had a conversation with somebody about um, just because you're communicating doesn't mean that there's understanding. And, mm -hmm. and Oh, good one. I, you know, I think that that's huge because me and you could talk every day, but if we don't, you know, we don't get deep enough to understand each other. We might not be on the same page, even though we're communicating, you know, but we're not communicating effectively. And so something that, you know, I learned over time is standing in front of a chalkboard, pointing something out is is not going to connect with everybody, you know, maybe 75%, but there's going to be a couple of kids in the room that like, you know, we, we get on the ice and they're just like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't understand well, yeah. when you said that. Right. So I think that that is huge to help them understand their job, help them understand that the only thing we care about is effort and attitude. I think that's something that you and I like, yeah. that's like one of the first things we get out of the way, but um, it's crucial at that point to then, go around and make sure that everybody truly understands what was being communicated. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that, you know, those are things that we learned over time, but um, in a relationship, you know, it's not just a coaching one, but any type of relationship, you know, just because we're talking a ton doesn't mean we're talking about something that helps us understand um, somebody's like feelings, what they're going through, um, their perspectives. And so being able to ask the right questions, I think is, you know, pretty much the last thing I had is like, to get a little bit deeper, right? But yeah. to get there, you have to have somebody's trust for them to want to open up to you in a way that allows you to um, clearly and effectively understand. But, but Coach B, I mean, I think we covered a ton. I think yeah. you know a lot that we mentioned does stem from the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. So we talk about it, but I think it's one that you know I think people should pick up and read, yeah. no matter what situation, no matter what they're looking for out of life. I think it's one that you know it's just one of those one of those books that you could um, instantly learn and feel like, okay, these are things that are going to help me with, with my day to day. But is there anything else that you want to touch on as like kind of a, uh, a last, you know, last reminder for, for relationship building? No, I, it, a couple of things with that book with how to win friends and influence people. It's, it's a book that's lasted time is written in the thirties, yeah. you know? So it's something that's been coming up in a hundred years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely impactful. Um, for any type of leader, for any type of boss, any type of relationship, whether whatever it is, like it's a it's an impactful book, but it stood the la stood um stood stood time. Um, the only other thing I do want to mention is that we talked about at the end, like communication styles, and that could be like a, a different episode in itself. But 
Right. Being able to understand, I think when you said understanding, I think that was, that really stood out to me and that resonated with me in, in a really truly impactful relationship, but being able to understand different people's communication styles and how they yeah. best learn and how they best understand or take in information, I think is extremely important. Yep. And for any relationship to be able to last, I think you've got to be able to understand um, who you're speaking to, how they best learn, how they best retain information yep. and, and how they like communication, right? Because at the end of the day, um, there is a give and take in every single relationship in um, a trans, a truly transformational relationship that's going to be built on um, connection and built on trust. There has to be that level of understanding and you've got to be able to understand how do I best effectively communicate with this other person um, to foster that relationship and strengthen it and deepen it to the point where it's going to be meaningful, right? So I think you hit it on the head, but also like the last thing I want to touch on is just really truly trying to understand different people's communication styles. Yep. Yeah, I think that it's something that you know we hear all the time in schools, and why maybe yeah. the public school system is a little bit flawed because it's it's almost like forcing only one potential way for somebody to to understand. And it's something that you know, like even my evolution as a coach. I mean, I felt the same way. I just, you know, I would do it my way and and hope that mm-hmm. you know it's like good luck everybody. Like I hope you yeah. understood and and let's go out there and play. And then over time our whole style changed. Like instead of, you know, we would, we would sit down and do one-on-ones multiple times a year, you know, during the season so that we could understand each other better. And, you know, at first we were doing it to understand the player. And then over time, after a couple of seasons, we're like, actually, I think it's good that the players understand us too. And like Mm -hmm. realize that, Hey, like we're here, we're truly here to be a a role and, and, uh, and to play a part in your development and for them to understand the coaching staff too. And so it was kind of like this, uh, it was cool to realize and, and have this evolution to realize that, you know, these are lifelong principles that could be applied to coaching, you know, personal relationships, family relationships, and um, things that, you know, we just learned over time how to be more and more effective. And I think you and I probably continue to, to learn how to be more effective, especially yeah. with the evolution of tech, social media, communication methods, not styles, but like how we communicate actually. And um, so it's something that we continue to learn about, but but B, this is awesome episode. Um, we'll link the Amazon to, uh, yeah. to the Carnegie. <laughs> but uh, appreciate everybody listening and, and see everybody next week.